Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I'm joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello. 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 Hmm, nice to see you all here. We are here. Mm. You can't see us. Well, you can hear us. Actually, can he see us? I've noticed a weird red blinking light in the corner of my room recently. <laughs> Sorry, that's mine. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I think you should ignore these things. Don't worry about it. Don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Just relax. And, uh, yeah, these three will be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Rogar McLeod, our paladin sorcerer. And, uh, I think you've had a stressful few weeks. <laughs> say that again. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I say when is it not in GTMP, but you know, <laughs> just occasionally we've 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 had a few moments of um, peace and relaxation. Uh, to be fair, one of our patrons was like, "We're our group is stressful. Yes, we are. It's uh, all uh, about stress." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not a peaceful podcast. No, nope. we do, we do, we don't we don't spend like episodes frolicking in the wilderness, <laughs> or I don't know. I don't think most podcasts do. To be fair, not the ones I've listened to anyway. But yeah, we. It does seem like the ante continues to go up even more so when you don't think the ante can go up any further. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this isn't a five-hour podcast, so we can't afford two hours of you role-playing with the traders. It's fine. <laughs> From one horrifying world-ending event to the next, we just keep rolling with the punches here. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got to be honest, I would really like to visit a trader sometime. Me too. <laughs> I mean, you guys now have your own traders who, uh, thanks to some uh, mon monetary uh, funding, are going to go off and hopefully bring you back some stuff. As you long as welcome. they're still alive. Yeah. Are they still alive? <laughs> ah, well, we'll find you, out. You, did we go murder them again? You are welcome. <laughs> hey, hey, I bought them. And then so, you well, killed you know, a lot of people. <laughs> well, your sword did. I'm allowed to. Are you? <laughs> yes. I hey, buddy, I, so. it's, it's like a weird version of Dragon's Den and quite appropriate, actually. Um, <laughs> when you go, you go along and Rogar gives you some money if you start up, but then murders you randomly if he doesn't like something. <laughs> hey, look, that just makes me the Deborah Meaden of Dragon's Den. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> She's never been convicted of murder, and um, that's that's our um, you know, <laughs> disclaimer there. Disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast acknowledges that Deremian has never been convicted of murder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In any case. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No. I mean, it, it has been a stressful few weeks, and I mean, I, I can kind of recap the whole thing together here because. Uh, there's a lot of combat, so they were long episodes, but not a lot kind of progresses. So mm. if you missed the last few episodes, our players were treated to a bit of a, a an invasion into their dreams by the sign of the Black Star. And then when they awoke, they saw that very same star hanging above them in the real world. And its appearance caused a bit of a stir, namely this strange magical energy started washing over the world and bringing through creatures of, well, a nightmarish quality. Ones that Rogar may have seen occasionally while he was wandering the dreamlands. And, well, 
as they are wont to do, they started going wild, and that meant you guys were under attack by all manner of horrors. Initially, the uh, creatures known as Bayaki that you had seen once before, also in a sort of Dreamlands-connected event, attacked you and kept summoning their friends. While you were dealing with that, a far worse monster known as a Dimensional Shambler tore its way through, and th that thing was horrifying and nearly tore Tommy in half. Also tried to sink you guys out of phase, and uh, I'll let you in on a little secret, because uh, it it's fun that you get to know this now. It could have taken you back with it. Oh, shit. Oh, man, I wish I'd thought that. Yeah. Where would it have taken us? You don't want to know. <laughs> Do you know that, what? That I've been in this house for so long that, yeah, that would have been a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Take me! Yeah, that, that, that fun little move where it grabs you with both its claws. Um, yeah, it can, it can plane shift with you in tow. I still think it would have been cool. That, that would have been cool, but glad it didn't happen. I mean, it's one way to lose a character, right? Yeah, we almost lost Emmerich so many times. Oh god, yes. Um, but yeah, you, you engaged the Dimensional Shambler, found it very difficult to fight and very strong. You kind of took it out of action with banishment as much as you could, but it just kept returning. You relocated the fight down to the Great Hall at the same moment that Rogar decided, eh, it's dead. Sure, it's dead. It, it'll never come back, and leaped out the window. Of course, it came back, and that was unfortunate for him. You guys went down to the Great Hall, found Emmerich, found Jules, found a guardsman called Andrew, and you all engaged in combat again with the uh, Dimensional Shambler. It continued to prove difficult to kill, as it just kept healing, and eventually Martin came in to help you guys, and as someone who's been to the Dreamlands many times, he was able to give you a few tidbits. One, you can't kill it, at least not by traditional means. And two, Rogar was needed for something. Unfortunately, Rogar was engaged by a hunting horror, a truly terrifying monster that kind of did a number on him and Dwayne, <laughs> culminating in you being eaten. Not for the first time. Not for the first time, surprisingly. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I had no chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of devastated you, even with Lysandra sort of backing you up. She, however, appealed to the creature using everything she had, burning her most powerful spells, sacrificing an artifact of a weapon, and getting the thing to regurgitate you and that you would cling on to life. Thankfully, or at least maybe luckily, the creature is actually a servant of Nalathotep. It is an emissary of his. In fact, the hunting horrors are very interesting creatures, but maybe you'll find out more about them in a later date. But yes, it returned you, and you and Lysandra ran off to the temple that she has since befouled, corrupted, converted, away from the previous uh, goddess of winter. And is now started to dedicate it to the Whispering Man, to Nalathotep, to horrifying things from beyond the stars. And while some of her converts were starting to shelter there for safety, she took you into the back room, Rogar, and had you commit a foul ritual, killing an innocent man and feeding him to our poor crippled dwarf, Balin, who has also now undergone a bit of a transformation as he 
is going to essentially be the anchor point to stop this influx of energy from the dreamland, sort of stabilize the connection. So now it's not just striking out randomly, it's a nice solid channel to the world. And, and you haven't gone outside yet, but the implication was that this would stop these creatures coming through. And at that point in time, with our other group, the Dimensional Shambler didn't come back. It was banished from this realm properly. And that's kind of where we left off last week. But I don't think that's where we should start. Because this all came upon you very suddenly, and I think we should go move the camera a little bit where we pick up here. Go a little distance away from Black Frost Fortress, and we see a stage. We hear music. We don't see a crowd, just a few, well, maybe diehard fans who've come to watch a rehearsal. We see a woman that we're all very familiar with, the Crimson Tongue, stood off on one side of the stage, smiling, and in the center of the stage, just finishing up his latest song, one that he's especially proud of. We see Kurt Van Helsing staring up at that same black star that all of you saw, and he smiles, and it's almost like he can feel the crown upon his head. His costume for the, for the main show isn't ready yet, but you can still feel it. It's there, and... Let's go back to Black Frost, and let's move time forward just a few minutes, say about 20, as you, Tommy, Sophia, Solara, R4, Emmerich, Andrew, Jules, and Martin, finished up in the Great Hall, and in fact, as you are tending to your wounds, starting to catch your breath and hope beyond hope that the Dimensional Shambler isn't returning, Jules and Martin walk back into the Great Hall. They disappeared to go check on what was going on outside while you stabilized Emmerich, who is in a terrible state. He took tremendous amounts of damage and is needing medical assistance immediately. I'm sure those of you with any medical knowledge would be trying to help him, as is the uh, guardsman he had with him. Jules addresses you all as she comes back into the room. It seems... it seems those creatures are gone. I'm not sure what's occurred, but it's, it's like they were never here. At least... The damage they've made is permanent, but there's no trace of them. Even ones that may have been killed can't find anything. Did you see a lot of casualties? There are a few casualties who are being tended to. Luckily, I have not seen any dead yet, but we'll have to get a report from the guards and see if anyone unfortunately lost their lives. I saw at least a few who were badly wounded, but they are being helped by the others. So, all this stuff, well... There was more things attacking out there, I guess. And I, and they've all just decided to fuck off. Is that about right? That seems to be the case. I can't see any trace of any of them. I spoke to one guardsman who said he was fighting some strange, faceless, leathery-winged creature, and it was holding on to him, trying to pull him off the ground. And then all of a sudden it wasn't there, and he dropped. It's like it never existed. So that makes sense for well, makes sense for the uh, the thing we were just facing because it it could do that. But I don't know that the other things could. It's just leaps between dimensions, and they've all gone. Has the uh, has that black sun gone as well? She shakes her head. No, that spot in the sky, that star or whatever it is, is still there. Those 
magical pulses, whatever we want to call them, they seem to have stopped, at least. So something stopped it. Maybe whatever um, Rogar had to go and do. I don't know. Has anyone seen him since he leapt out the window? I didn't spot him outside. And I mean, Rogar, in those 20 minutes up to you, whether you stayed with Lysandra or whether you'd immediately start making your way towards the Great Hall as well. Um, I think if it depends, if she was continuing to talk to me through what had just happened and, you know, I suppose in a way what we've just done, then, I, you know, obviously I'd hang around and listen to her. If mm-hmm. not, then I probably would be, you know, <laughs> peace out and uh, heading over to gloat. <laughs> well i mean let's pick that up do you have any specific questions for her i mean she's kind of done in terms of the ritual and she would indicate to you that she's obviously going to stay here and one preach to the crowd that she managed to draw into the temple and two tend to balin and his needs okay uh so just just let me get this straight right so we've now our good friend balin here is you know He's like the, I don't know, how do you call it, conduit to this god? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Or, you know, like, if he dies, does it all go tits up again? What, what, what's the story? Hmm. I suppose it is a little difficult to explain. Balin here acts as a connection, a conduit, an anchor, a point of focus, whatever you want to call it. We are bringing the Dreamlands closer to this world because they will come in the wake of our Lord's arrival. What we see now is a single connection point made possible thanks to, in part, your work destroying one of the barriers on the elemental planes. Our Lord informed me of your progress before he sent me here, and it seems progress has been made elsewhere as well. Else, today could have not come to pass. It is a glorious day, Rogar, one of new birth. One solid step forward to achieving our goals. More is necessary. This is but a thin sliver of a connection. But, and she kind of runs her hand through the air, and you watch as just the tiniest little trace of, like, it's almost like electricity in the air, but it's that same sort of ominous green glow following her fingers as you saw from the the waves that were crashing against the world. Yes, with this connection, the barriers grow weaker. My realm comes closer to yours, and with it so does our Lord. When they all fall, and all the connections can be established, that is when our master can walk among us. (laughs) I like it, I like it. But... Just, just to be, just to, just to clear, just to be clear on something. So, this is going to happen again. Clearly, do we have to do this again to stop that from happening and kind of like, you know, stabilize that connection, or is that something that'll, you know, other people will be working on as well, or is that just you and me? As far as I know, others will also aid in this. There may be other connection points that were previously set up that I'm not aware of. In fact, it would not surprise me if, within some of the other realms that have already fallen, things have been established. There may come a time that we must do something similar again. This this was a little wilder than even I expected. 
but I'm sure we will rise to meet the challenge if needs be. She looks over at Balin and goes, there are, of course, other ways to do this, other rituals and rites if we are more prepared, if we know what's coming. But molding our friend here into something, a living vessel, that serves the job well. <laughs> True, it does. It does. I'm glad. I'm, you know, I'm glad we found a use for uh, for good old Balin there. I'm sure he'd appreciate, you know, the fact that he can be something more than he was yet again. But if we need preparation, then is that something I can trust you with? And you will ensure that we are less vulnerable next time. Don't really fancy being eaten again, and I'm pretty confident you don't have one of those fancy sides to give away. <laughs> yes, I'm afraid that was my only one. If Balin can grow to full maturity, we can guarantee a certain level of protection here. There may be occurrences outside of this area, but, well, it doesn't really matter now, does it? <laughs> absolutely not you know just thinking you know what, what kind of want to you know kind of need to keep ourselves alive so we can continue doing the lord's work mm, quite well i will tend to balin ensure that he grows to maturity then at least we know this land is well properly connected to my home and we won't get any Aberrant behaviour showing up, shall we say? <laughs> good, good. Now, just, 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 you know, while I'm, while I'm, spot thinking, it seems that uh, Milado on me back here, who's probably listening in, as somebody who's very interested in taking him from myself, and uh, no, I'm gonna have to. How should we put it? Put this guy to the sword. Any use for the body of uh, a Hell Knight? She kind of raises her eyebrow. And you wonder what she's really doing, because you've never seen her face under all the bandages. But the fake face you're looking at is raising an eyebrow. Mm. <laughs> uh, there is always a use for powerful corpses. Mm. Though, if I understand how your realms work, if this creature is of the nine hells normally you cannot kill them on the material plane to destroy <laughs> them here simply sends them back to truly kill a devil you must kill them in the nine hells of course defeating them here stops them for a length of time they must form themselves a new body and hope that they are not punished by their masters for failure but to stop them entirely requires going to their home hmm so that's an interesting point so i don't appear to be able to die and you're telling me that he can't die so hmm sounds like i might have to go to the nine hells maybe possibly i will say that i am not an expert on your nine hells my understanding is that certain creatures from there will operate under different rules. Some, when they die, simply get immediately demoted to a lesser form. Others come back. It's difficult. Perhaps there is also a way to banish this creature from returning to the material for, well, long enough. 
<laughs> You're putting ideas in my head, my lovely. You're putting ideas in my head. But oh, tell you what, if you've got any got any contacts, might be hanging around, might be spellcasters of a greater ability than I. Just send a minion, put the word out. You know, I'll use the contacts of the fort that we are building to uh, to bring them here. You know, anybody who might be helpful to you, just 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 let me know. That brings me on to a, a point I wish to discuss with you today before all these sudden occurrences. I have selected two of our recent converts who have taken to our teachings well, Vincent and Logan. They should act as our missionaries. I can get them sent off today to spread the word and hopefully bring in more followers. If you wish for me to look for someone specific, I can tell them to do so. Hmm. I don't know of anyone those... Well, hmm. I don't... I don't know of any one of those specific abilities, but there is a town not too far from here, of Bloodhome, and I did leave a missionary there myself. So maybe it's worth checking up on him and seeing how we're doing. She nods, yes. I will send Logan there. Vincent, I think, might be best served going to a larger city and preaching our word. Perfect. If they need any gold... Or anything else, just ask. She nods. I mean, if you want to commit uh, gold from your own pocket towards this endeavor, that may help things. It's up to you. Hmm. Uh, so, is there anything that to know how much gold would help these things? Um. I mean, what are you? How many people are you trying to get? And are you trying to just uh, bribe people to join you, or just kind of show the riches of your church? It's uh, you know, make me an offer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, make you an offer. What does 475 gold get me? Okay, 475. We'll note that down. We'll see what that does. All right, okay. So you're going <laughs> to give that to Vincent before you leave the church and he can uh, sort things out for you. Sounds good. Sounds good. Obviously, with Lysandra's blessing on that, of course. If he screws me over, I can always kill him. <laughs> so you see okay. i mean if you inspect them on the way out when you're handing over the money you see what lysandra means these two look to be the your first proper true believers they have that kind of slightly crazed look to their eyes and they've clearly been attending every single one of lysandra's sermons perfect perfect yeah no i'm i'm quite uh I, i'm quite happy quite uh quite pleased with the way that went to be fair um so i'm gonna uh yeah i'll head uh, i'll head back towards the uh the main hall okay so then if we pan back over as you guys are talking to jules who's kind of filling you in you do start to hear rogar heading towards the great hall not too far behind her playing the banjo <laughs> uh well uh looks like someone's happy anyway and uh as i stroll into the room i'm just gonna be thinking and I just saved the world tonight. It was definitely so me I did. I just saved the world tonight. Whoa, whoa. Right, me well, uh, <laughs> mind, uh, <laughs> do you mind filling us in on what you've been up to then since she just fucked off out the window? He just butchered that Kurt Van Helsing song. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Most people do. No one can hold a candle to Kurt. 
Okay. <laughs> I just saved the world. And I'm, I'm going to walk up to Martin with the handout, waiting for the high five. Oh, he gives you a high five. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> yes! Uh, well, so while you were dicking about outside, anyway, uh, fucking uh, Preacher came back, didn't it? So we had our hands full keeping uh, poor Emmerich here alive. Uh, might have been a little bit easier if you'd been here, but whatever, we sorted it. Well, technically, you know, I sorted it. Did you though? What have you yeah, been up to then? How how did you do that then? How did I do that? Yeah, because well, you're dripping of something. Oh yeah, he is. What well, the well, fuck is that? That is just blood and plasma. Since you know, I I, I saved the world, but you know, and for lack of a better term, eight hit points here. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah, you don't, you don't, I haven't seen you looking that bad for quite a while. Uh, what were you doing out there? Well, you know, you, you you cut the head off a monster, you know, and, well, become a hero. I became a hero till the end of the night. Uh, yeah, I don't believe any of that. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm just totally ignoring you both and just playing the banjo. Yeah, singing. that's fine. I mean, we, 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 we all live in our different worlds, don't we? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm guessing the priestess lady found you then. Yeah, probably. Oh, oh, you mean Lysandra? Yes, yes, she did. Very good plan, but couldn't have pulled it off without me. And, uh, you know, I, true intervention, saved the day. You know, since I am the true hero of this piece. So what I'm hearing is she basically carried you to the point you need to be. She pointed out what you needed to do and then you did it. Is that right? Abs- absolutely not. I... Save the world. <laughs> I gave you pause. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so Rogar is convinced of the narrative that he has envisaged. Tommy is now fairly convinced of the narrative that he's envisaged. So, um, and just like um, politics in America, neither side is going to see each other's point of view. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Anything we need to know? Is a load of hurt people out there? No. We just no. No. Did they They're... seek refuge or something? Yeah, and have all those creatures actually fucked off? Because what what did you actually do? Well, you know, I killed the big guy, and then it was all over. What big guy? Well, oh, you guys didn't see the worm. Yeah, no, big worm guy. Hence the uh, and I'm just gonna put my arms and hands out, kind of like. Grossness. <laughs> right, okay. And then the big worm guy died, and that's it, is it? Yeah. Right, so as, do, you, do you know anything about the Black Star that's still up there? Or. I just uh, know it's not something to worry about. Right, it's what? something to worry about. Okay. Uh, did Lysandra tell you anything? Because I'm guessing she knows more about this than any of the rest of us. What, about the Black Star? Yeah, or anything that's going on, or or why they came, or are they going to come back? Do we need to fortify this place? Is there um, anything we can do? Well, I think we need to fortify this place anyway, you know, if we want this to become like a successful place of business, which I've poured a fair amount of money into, then, you know, kind of want to get this place fortified, kind of want to, you know, get some more guards and stuff like that. You know, it's... it's uh, yeah, but 
I, 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 I agree, but like, do we need to do it right now? Is, are we planning for another imminent attack? No. Or is it no. gone? No imminent attack at all, um, other than the fact, you know, we didn't kill the orc guy who then set off and yeah. will probably come back with a far larger force to try well, we and wipe know, us out. We know about that and we're, we're, well, we're, we're already preparing for that, but I'm talking specifically... We can deal with, really, yeah, in I'm the grand scheme of things. about the fact that we woke up this morning and the place was being attacked by stuff that just phased in. And couldn't be killed. Yeah, well, according to Martin, anyway, it just buggered off when you killed whatever the big thing was, if that's what you did. Yeah, Martin just sort of nods and goes, Yes, my friend Rogar, you left them with a truly terrible creature. Dimensional Shambler, they they, they don't go down without a fight. and <laughs> Even when you give them a fight, they don't go down. <laughs> <laughs> well... To be fair, I had no idea what it was. So, you know, uh, whatever. At the end of the day, look, you know, no imminent worryings or, you know, things coming other than what you already know about. You know, I don't know how how much easier I can make it. And you're 100% confident about this, despite knowing nothing about it at all this morning? Um, based on life, yes. Right. Tommy makes a mental note to start 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 running some some site preparations, though he doesn't really know what to do, and perhaps maybe see if he can have a word with um, Alistair as well, just to see if she'll give him any more information than Rogar is. You mean Lysandra? I think Alistair's dead. Lysandra, sorry. Sorry, Alistair. <laughs> <Lysandra. laughs> it's going to be one of those days today. Yeah. <laughs> um, with you um, yeah. saying that, I mean, Emmerich pushes himself off the ground because he's being bandaged up, and he's, he still looks awful, but he sort of echoes your thoughts and goes... We definitely need to get far more guards, soldiers, defenses, things to protect this place. It's it's too large. It's it's well built, but if there aren't people manning the barricades, if we don't have proper training and recruits, I mean, I can't do much with four guards. That's assuming all four are still alive. Well, you know, as as somebody who has invested a rather large sum of money into this place, looking at you. You Jules. You gave um, me 628 gold, which if we want to divert some of that funds away from trading, I'm sure that would hire us a, a great number of soldiers from a nearby city. Um, we can ask one of the traders to go recruit for us, rather than bringing in goods. I'm just going to look at the uh, the other two party members and say, look, that, that, that's, that's me invested in this place. You've been worrying on about that a lot, mate. I mean, to be honest, all we saw was you just chugged a load of gold like it wasn't anything uh, and yes, like yesterday. So, I mean, it wasn't like we're not investing in it. It's just you've been wanging on about being the only investor right now as if it's something that suddenly we've been wank- you've been chatting to us about for ages like we should have invested. No, you just chucked some money yesterday like it wasn't anything. So, no. give us a second. <laughs> all right? I don't investing in this place, but... I don't know where this is coming from. Just, 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 just let's see the colour of the money. <laughs> I will say uh, one thing for you guys, just uh, mechanically speaking. Um, with your decision to create traders, and if you're going to send them off, I decided, you know how, uh, just some behind the scenes here, we have a, uh, a shopping list of what items cost and all that. 
Mm-hmm. If you dedicate money towards those traders for a specific item, they can go and get them for you and bring them back to the fortress. Now, that's specifically the way we'll do this: is you'll just knock that gold off your character sheets, and your traders will bring them back. But that's something you can spend your money on if you wish to do that. If you're like, oh, I want to buy five level two spell scrolls, you know the prices for those. You can give that money to your tradesmen, and they'll head off and bring it back for you. Aside from that, obviously, repairs and recruiting and things like that, that just depends how much money you wish to put towards that. Kind of like eBay, then. Because it's not Amazon, because we don't get it next do- next day. More <laughs> of a, it'll get here when I get here, kind of. Exactly. Yeah, probably <laughs> like, like when, we, when we come back from something, mm-hmm. hopefully there'll be some stuff waiting for us. Exactly. <laughs> In the post. Yeah, 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 yeah basically. <laughs> um, well... Uh, yeah, I, I want some ammunition, so that's that's something I'd be Tommy would be very keen to invest in. I also would be quite keen to invest in some guards as well. I'd like to mm-hmm. put some money to, towards fortification of this place. Potions and arrows, special arrows and normal arrows. Yeah, well, off part we'll do a bit of a shopping list in terms of that money. But if you wish to specifically put some money towards hiring guards, just let me know. Yeah, I'll, I'll sort I'll, that I'll, as they uh, they head off essentially. Uh, yeah, Tom, Tommy will um, Tommy will stick a couple hundred gold into to getting some guards specifically. Um, so two hundred gold that... towards guards. Yeah, and I don't know was... how much money I have. It should be in the. Um, it's been a while since we've actually used any money, hasn't it? To be fair. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, how much do I have, and how much is in the bag of holding? We split up the stuff, didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll put in an extra 200 gold then. Whatever. And that's specifically for guards as well? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can, we can talk about this off pop, but obviously we can yeah. split this No, give the people what they want. <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of whether you want to put some of that money towards, like, defensive weaponry upgrades. Well, yeah, we'll have a chat. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, like that, yes. exactly. We, we, don't, we don't know. We, we, we haven't seen the uh, the tech tree yet, so... Exactly. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, so, Tommy's been badgered into coughing up some cash. <laughs> um, hey, that's my job. <laughs> so, 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 he, he, he reluctantly parted with, um, Gold. You see the rogue element in, in Tommy's kind of getting a bit stronger now. He's getting more levels in it. Um, <laughs> the, the shiny, shiny should stay in his pockets. Um, yeah, so he's coughed up a bit of cash. And yeah, he, he'll cough up some money for ammunition and perhaps some healing potions and things. We'll, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll talk about that off part, as you said. Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah, so uh, Tommy reluctantly gives the cash over. And um, yeah... So I'm not 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 massively convinced that whatever's happening is suddenly over, particularly with it um, in the sky. Well, there's this this um, black star in the sky still still above us all, and with Rogar's kind of very blasé, it'll be fine attitude isn't sort of putting my mind at ease. Um, <laughs> Do we want to go see Lysandra? I mean, would we trust I, I, anything she said anyway? Probably not. So we're we're kind of in the same boat anyway. I mean, for now, I think it's just going to be a case of um, licking our wounds a little bit. And then, I mean, we're not going to be setting off today anyway uh, to go and um, fight at the Orc camp um, and, well, stealth our way in anyway. So I think it might be a good idea to um, to rest up tonight. And I think, I don't know if um, anybody else wants to do any more exploring the castle. I know there's certainly some rooms that we haven't been into yet. 
I definitely want to go into the lab. About you, Bunkle, anything you particularly want to do? No, I'm thinking I'm just going to go, um, going to go back into where uh, I'm just going to go like back into the library and um, probably take my book out and read my book. Fair. I think I think Tommy maybe well sort of slowly because he's in a bit of pain um, <laughs> is going to go for a little wander around with R four and maybe just kind of um, scout out some of the rooms we haven't been around and see what's see what's in there and see if there's anything interesting that we didn't spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you all kind of split off, and I would say, I mean, I assume you're going to take the rest of the day relatively uh, relaxed after oh, yeah. this morning's events. Oh yeah, and I'm, I'm definitely hobbling. Mm. <laughs> is the plan that you all set off tomorrow morning? Is that your intent? I don't. Well, I, it's, it's kind of it's, it's up for debate, but I don't want to leave it too long. I think we've yeah. already no. given um, our our friend. Um, Fate Weaver a bit too much of a head start as it is. Um, it might have been nice to have set off today, but with yeah. the um, with the morning we've had, probably a good idea to get a, get a full rest um, before we do. To be fair, doesn't Rogar have something cooking in the forge? Yes. Mm-hmm. Unless he was it's not, killed. It's not due for another day. Is it not? Bugger. So you're going to pick it up in the morning. What was it again you were, you were cooking? That's passed me by. Oracle. It was so a Jewish. new weapon. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that that you can pick that up in the morning. Then I guess on the way. It was a uh, plus one variant of your long shard spear, wasn't it? If I remember correctly. It was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, cool. Like that. That. That's that's something to do in the morning. Then I guess. So uh, yeah. I, I just. I think it's just a case of yeah having having a fairly restful day. I suppose Sophia might want to um, maybe try and bandage up people. Solara a little bit as well. You know, and maybe heal some people. We'll, we'll go check on the the guards and the um, the civilians and make sure everyone's okay and um, try and reassure Accounted them for. that they are protected. Yeah, we'll maybe do a bit of a head count and see how many we, we're missing. Because mm-hmm. mm. there's definitely was it forty missing? Um, oh how, no, it wasn't forty. That sounds you, way too many. So long. you had thirty-eight civilians, five guards, and Emmerich is what arrived. If we don't include mm. Rogar's people. Um, you, well, Rogar killed six of them. That's six, that was it. Jeff died, and you, and, uh, Susan, one of your castle staff, died this morning that you know of. You don't know if anyone else has died during this attack. Of course, we, the rest of us don't know that six were killed by Rogar, so this is a really good cover-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mysteriously disappeared. Um, yeah. Was it cool. Andrew earlier? Yeah, Andrew's the Andrew. Yep, I'm going to go and um, shake his hand and say, good on you, mate. Well done. That's a good idea. Yeah. Let's um, see if we could do a head count and get supplies and, I don't know, bandage people up. Yeah, it might be worth it might be worth promoting Andrew, actually. <laughs> Not that there's many guards left. I mean, I think, I think all the guards that have survived technically deserve a promotion. Because hopefully <laughs> we'll get some um, fresh blood in. And yeah. these guys can, all, can kind of all be like... Um, senior guardsmen or whatever i don't know what the ranking is like in varadin city guard whether they have like sergeants and stuff but uh they did have sergeants in the uh the standard guard i mean andrew may have earned himself a promotion with his uh valiant fighting against a horrifying yeah. monster that terrified him and when you go up to him you see i mean he is he's standing on pure adrenaline like he didn't really get hit but 
he fought something from his worst nightmares and he looks shaken as all hell but that kind of training is kicking in and he was helping bandage Emmerich and I mean Emmerich is used to slightly more horrifying things so he's kind of taking strength from his commanding officer in that sense but yeah to hear when you come in and shake his hand you you get the feeling he could you could probably push him over with a uh, slight shove <laughs> uh, Tommy why don't you go and get some of that um what you thought was shit wine but you know some bottles I mean yeah, maybe some uh, brandy something for the shock and next time I level up I will take a level up in counsellor <laughs> yeah sounds like a good idea you see you, you've definitely earned it there Andrew mate um tell you what and I'm gonna kind of um have a little route around in my bag of holding because I'm pretty sure I got a couple of these um earlier on and I'm gonna pull out a um crested guard's helmet <laughs> I uh I think uh Emmerich would agree with me that you might have just earned yourself this Does it still got blood on it don't ask where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I think you um, you showed great courage uh, fighting something that, uh, yeah, probably uh, one of the more terrifying things that we fought because the fucker just kept coming back. So, well earned, and we'll make it official in your pay. You see, um, I mean, Andrew... Like just takes it off you almost like uh, gobsmacked and he shoots a quick glance to Emmerich who does nod his approval and he just goes I am um, thank you this, I, I was just doing my duty I'm just glad we all survived and he kind of looks down at the, the crested guard helmet and just goes I, I will do my best to live up to this promotion well you've already proved your metal son and you know you just thinking that's what your duty was by standing here? You didn't run, you didn't hide, you stood, and you presented your shield and sword to the enemy, and that's that's all we can ask of you. Now, we're going to ask you to train a few men to do exactly the same thing, because we definitely need to increase the guard of this place. So, if you're up for it... He gives you a, a nod, and uh, Emric kind of claps him on the back a little bit much weaker than Emric would normally do such a thing as he's <laughs> barely holding himself together at this point as well, but yeah, I, they seem up yeah. for it. I, yeah, sorry, uh, I should have deferred to Emric first, but, you know, I, I knew he was going to agree with me. Mm. And yeah, let's let's get some wine, boys. And, uh, and I, I, will, I will shout out before Rogar goes off to the library. Rogar, do you want a drink? Yes! That all is right. the best idea I've had all day. <laughs> um, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll dart down to the cellar, grab sort of four or five bottles. Um, on my way up, I'll uh, sling one over to Rogar to take with uh, him up to the library. Yes, I will. I will take it gracefully. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'll, I'll crack one open and hand it to um, to Andrew first, so he can take the first drink. You see, it uh, goes down very quickly and <laughs> steadies his nerves just a tad. Right, we're going to uh, we're going to need to take a head count. So, uh, sound off. Probably a good idea for you to keep busy, Andrew. Do you want to want to go out rally the uh, rally the two remaining guards and uh, see if we can find out how many people survive this? Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Tommy and I four, we're going to head off. I mean, do you, Andrew and Emmerich, want to head out into the town and kind of assess the damage? If Sophia's going upstairs to the lab and Rogar's just disappearing off to read. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go out with them first then, and then I'll kind of make my way around the uh, the places we haven't, ex- well, at least Tommy hasn't explored yet. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, um, well, let's, let's do things in uh, a completely random order, because <laughs> what other order would I do them in? Yeah. Uh, Sophia, if you're going up to the lab, you haven't been up here, but you know that Tommy and Rogar kind of raided all the uh, shiny things out of here initially. Mm-hmm. But you do get a nice view of a uh, very well put together arcane lab. It, it might not be quite as impressive as Oswald's tower, but it was certainly put together by someone with uh, a lot of money and at least a, a keen interest in setting up a place for uh, people of the more magical persuasion to do their work. You see, with engage in arcane based acts, this place would be able to give you some level of advantage. Mm. Have I got any skill in that? Doubt it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but if you ever find the need to perform some sort of ritual cast, something, uh, or use a spell scroll, or, you know, do something of that nature, this would be the place to do it. But it's definitely not what the Fate Weaver was looking for. It's just an ordinary lab. Just an ordinary lab. I mean, at this point, I think you're all pretty certain that the Fate Weaver was here for the map that you found. Just checking. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise we'd be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's not unheard of for us to go on down a completely different tangent because we're all convinced exactly. that that's the right move. Yeah. Right, because I've, I've looked through the room. I mean, there's a small treasure room, been there, forge, rookery. Yeah, all of these things are quite normal in a sense. So I'm like, oh, a lab might be interesting. Um, a map room, definitely. Did you search the dungeon properly, Tommy? Did I go down there? I can't recall, actually. Uh, you didn't in the end. Rogar went down there. Okay. Oh. So you Did might want to go anything? down there. Uh, he saw some cells. I mean, it's a relatively small dungeon, but it's there's a, a four cells down there that you could lock people up in, and there is a room for interrogations. Oh, right. So, yeah. Boring. Okay, as long as um we feel good that um the map room is the thing that they were looking for. Yeah, I mean, you feel, of all the things you've seen in this place, the the ancient map you found in there is pretty much the the rarest and most unique thing that uh, you have to imagine that's the only reason someone like Desorn would come all the way here specifically. Oh, thank God for that. Come on, we, we could have been here for, like, fucking ages looking for something that was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We did pretty well. <laughs> yes. uh, and I, I think, uh, did we take the map with us? We drew part of it. Jules prepared you a um, the new map with some annotations on it to show you where the disappearing and appear sorry where the disappearing city is and where the sudden appearance of a mountain is. I'm just wondering if we if perhaps we should hide them while we're gone. Hmm? Yeah. To um to prevent like. To be fair, why? I mean, they probably didn't have an index of all the buildings that were in this castle beforehand, where the fate mover yeah. could have gone, hmm, I need to go into floor four in the map room. Yeah, exactly. And he probably didn't want to necessarily give away his intentions of exactly what he was after, um, just in case. But yeah, he, he was, he was he, yeah. you know, unfortunately, um, bad guys don't always tell you exactly what they're up to. <laughs> yeah, um, Cookson. <laughs> sometimes they just tell you everything's fine and not to worry about it 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then no one inside checks you. <laughs> I oh, no, did think you, about it. I just see. see I I would have inside checked you if I thought there was any chance of me believing you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as it was, I just decided that I didn't believe anything. But um, so Tommy, Tommy's kind of prepared just in case shit starts to go south again. But mm -hmm. the, the the fact that Rogar's not at all worried makes him a little bit more confident, at least that things probably aren't going to attack straight away because Rogar was also fighting for his life. Exactly. But but your your, your version of events is not um, is not canon. Tommy's <laughs> <In his> mind. <laughs> Um, right. Okay. So, uh, while Sophia's exploring rooms and, uh, just double-checking things, um, Rogar, you're going up to the library. Is that just to while away the day, or did you want to do something specific there? To be honest, it's kind of to while away the day. Um, That's um, fun. Yeah, I just want to do a bit more reading of my, uh, manuscripts, um, and in particular, see if I can see anything about this, uh, Black Sun, um, and, you know, whom that may represent and i believe lissandra did mention her name but i can't for life remember it um yeah i mean you can roll say a religion with advantage if you're using the fanatic manuscripts yeah so uh, also gonna have to roll me some insanity yep uh, so that's a 14 and what did i roll for insanity again just a d100 uh d100 see if you pass or fail and then we'll see what happens 74. Ooh. I think that means you're fine. Check. That might be the first time I've ever passed. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> I think if it is, it is I fine. Think it is. Normally you then spend 10 minutes just staring at the manuscript. <laughs> the usual. Outcome. Yeah, but this time I'm not there to put something in his shoe. <laughs> and this time I've got a little helper who won't let you put something in my shoe. Mm. Well... She might do, but nevertheless, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be funny. It's a prank on the boss. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, you head up to the library, take uh, find a seat that you've, you know, is probably the the most comfortable one in there. Crack open this ancient-looking uh, tome and then start to read. And this time, don't you feel that a little bit of madness start to creep into your mind? You you steal yourself. You've done this plenty of times now, and you're starting to feel a little bit more confident. And you read. And with a 14, what you discover is there are mentions of black stars. They're mentioned often in these works. They are often a symbol of the outer gods. They signify their coming. They signify their influence upon presumably worlds, planes, realities, whatever you want to view them as. You see references to Haster and the rise of the Black Stars, but it doesn't seem to just be limited to him. And you do find that the Black Stars are also referred to as messengers, which you know as a term ties into your own deity, the Whispering Man, Nalathotep. He is the one that speaks for the Outer Gods. He is the one that walks between them, and there is a sort of messenger role in that. They all seem sort of tied together in terms of symbology. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, as you're uh, spending the day relaxing and reading, Tommy, Andrew, R4, and Emmerich all head out to do a bit of a head count. And yes, it's it's odd walking around because it, the people are 
shell-shocked and shaken, and some of them are injured, so it very much looks like the aftermath of a battle, but you see very few signs of a battle. You see the odd scratch in a wall, or a smashed window, or a broken door, but you don't see any dead bodies in the streets, you don't see things on fire, there's no torn down walls, it's, it's all very eerie because these creatures just appeared inside your defenses and immediately went on the attack. Luckily, at least as you're initially walking around, you see that quite a few people are coming out of the temple. They took refuge there, and in fact, you see a larger building a little bit uh, towards the center of this whole fortified area that people also took refuge in, and they're starting to walk out of there. You haven't been in that building yet, so you don't know what people are doing in there, but they seem to have uh, gone there for shelter. Um, unfortunately, as you get towards the outer area of the fortifications, just as you're getting closer to the wall, you see one building definitely shows signs of damage. In fact, an entire wall has been destroyed, and you see on the floor this remnants of some sort of sticky mucus. In fact, it's the only sign that anything ever happened here. It's hardened at this point, but you can tell that it was once liquid due to the sort of spread pattern and how it's covering the stonework. And now it's just this... Um, it's almost a bit like when uh, glue dries in like globules and unfortunately you see the remains of a few people inside. Uh, you see the body or at least the partial body of a guardsman and you see two dead people that unfortunately are just too torn apart to really be recognizable. Something crashed into this building and just feasted. And it looks like, at least as best you can guess, that the guardsmen tried to protect them, but it was just no match. Right, so we have how many guardsmen left now? So you have Emmerich and Andrew, and yeah. two other guardsmen. Okay. Shit. Uh, Andrew, uh, should I say, uh, Captain, uh, can you uh, detail the others to uh, to cut this lot down if you can? Get him, uh, get him buried somewhere just outside the walls. He nods kind of solemnly and heads off to go find some people to help him because it's going to be difficult to clear all this strange sticky mucus and uh, bury these people, but they'll do their best. Is, uh, is that all we lost? Three? Unless some of them got taken back to uh, yeah, three other bodies. realms or, or swallowed, eaten whole? Three bodies? Yeah. So, are... yeah. But we, I swear there's six others missing. Um, I mean, Tommy already knows that six people went missing the, the day before. This is just three bodies that you found on your tour. So okay. right now, in terms of headcount, you have that mental note that six people aren't there anyway. And now three extra people aren't there. Right. So we're, uh, we're bleeding ourselves a bit dry of um, people. <laughs> we're going to need some... Uh, New, new blood in the fort, I think. Mm. Uh, right, well, uh, let's keep making our way around to see if there's anything else to see. So, I mean, you do a bit of a tour, and that seems to be the worst of the like actual structural damage. The rest of these creatures just seem to be intent on attacking people, and you do see quite a few wounded and bruised and battered, but at least they're all in one piece. As you're going around, you do end up back at that larger building, and... You see someone you remember from Milshire, uh, Benjamin. 
the man that uh, you helped save his wife from a burning building. As you go inside, he's behind a makeshift bar. And you notice that what they've done with this larger building is they've started to set up a bit of a ramshackle tavern. And that's where they, a lot of them ran for uh, protection. Hello, Ben. How's it going? I see you've been keeping this under your hat, haven't you? This looks good. This reminds me of, reminds me of home. Yes, I was uh, hoping to get this uh, properly set up today before all that all that danger this morning. Um, I was hoping to uh, let you all know about it later on when it was a bit more set up, but uh, <laughs> surprise is spoiled, I suppose. Oh no! I mean, uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is the first welcome sight I think I've seen all day, actually. Uh, yeah, this looks good. This could uh, really be something here because we're gonna uh, hopefully we're gonna be attracting some out-of-town traders. Everyone needs a place to relax in the evenings and stuff. We can't all keep going into the Great Hall. This looks good. I could, uh, yeah, I could see myself uh, down in a few in the evening here. Yeah, if we give it a bit of a clean out. I see you uh, You did a good job defending uh, quite a lot of the people that managed to escape from the streets as well. So that was a uh, another good job. He nods and just goes, well, uh, us military folk are hardy people. You're going to have to be when you live without direct protection from the guards. We uh, did what we could, got everyone gathered up that we could find and basically just barricaded ourselves in here. Well, good job, you know. It seems like whatever it was, whatever happened, has been resolved for now, but it all seems tied to this, uh, this black star in the sky, and I'm not quite sure exactly yet what happened or what's going to happen. So... Well, I think we're we're past past it for now. We've we've got through this one, and we've surprisingly light casualties actually. Uh, I wouldn't say for definite that you're not going to have to run and hide back in here again sometime, but hopefully not too soon. You see, when you mention the Black Star, um, Benjamin and actually a few people within earshot all kind of shudder, and Benjamin kind of shakes his head and goes, "That's it's unfortunate that it's still there. It feels quite the ill omen." I'm not that superstitious, but I don't really know what to think after this morning. Look, what, what you can uh, what you can take away from it is that we stopped them. We were attacked completely unprepared, completely vulnerable because they appeared in our midst. And yet, you lot kept your heads. You got in here. You stayed safe. The guards kept theirs. They protected people, and we, well, somehow we sent them packing, and we'll do it again. They come again. He nods. Uh, that's uh, that's good to hear. Well, I mean, hopefully this place will be uh, tidied up and up and running by tonight. The only thing we're really missing right now is a name for the place. Don't know if you've got any suggestions. This is, uh, I suppose, technically you and your friends own it. Ooh, what to name a bar? <laughs> but there, I mean, the first thought that comes to my head is the Winking Skeever from Skyrim, but I don't know why. Um... <laughs> I don't know. Got to be, it's got to be some kind of D and D creature, hasn't it? Um, I'm, 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 although, although technically Tommy's coming up with this himself, uh, I'm open to input from my other cast members. Right. So far, we've had troglodytes. I mean, I'm just looking through my big book of things that are going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Lich. Man, that one's. Um, or we could call it the thing that tried to kill us. <laughs> Yeah, the, 
the, the pissing giant. The pissing yeah. giant. <laughs> Why don't we um, call it something like Ansia's place in homage to him? Ooh, that's quite Aww. nice. Did he drink? Of course he did. Or handrels. Yeah, or handrels. Oh, it's Tommy actually, coming up with this. Yeah, and handrel liked to drink. He did. That's yeah. right enough. Yeah, that's that's a it's a good shout actually naming it after a fallen fallen mm-hmm. comrade. Yeah. Um and actually we could uh yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Let's uh we're gonna call it Handrel, and I know that doesn't mean very much to you. Uh but he was a he was a mate of mine. He enjoyed a drink and uh he fell well long before we made it out of Aradin. But uh yeah, he was a good mate and I think uh he'd appreciate it. Yeah, having a bar named after him. And also, uh, I wouldn't mind the uh, special ale tonight. Let's uh, let's have a special ale called uh, called Jeff's Ale. Let's uh, let's name it after uh, after another fallen comrade, one of the uh, one of the guards who uh, who actually took down. Well, it's a long story, but basically, he killed an angel to save people. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fucking banging, as a. Uh, <laughs> pretty damn metal <laughs> yeah exactly so uh yeah so we'll have um so we can say you'll have a pint of jeff's all right um, but it'll all be right. a bar cool so you uh you christen the bar and they'll have to whip a sign up to uh name it properly but it sounds good to me so i mean if you guys are sort of prepared here i'm happy to kind of roll this day forward because nothing else is going to happen major if you wish to uh rest up relax Maybe pop by Handrel's place in the evening and have a few drinks, christen the bar properly with a few uh, pints of Jeff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, uh, uh, to be fair, yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll de- de- definitely think a few, but not too many because we do we do know we've got a got an early start the next day on the road. Um, yeah, I get that. I'm having a skim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you are. Um, I mean, to be fair though, if you, if you are, then Tommy probably will as well. Um, <laughs> not to be outdone, but the um, yeah. Before we do, I think yeah, just make sure the uh, the guards are prepared. Maybe we've got a bit of a um, bit of a plan in place for what what would happen if something similar happened, or what would happen if if an invading force turned up at the gate, where people are going to go. People know their uh, their fire exits and their um, evacuation points and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just try, try and try and make sure, because especially with them. Um, those of us who can fight quite well or buggering off. <laughs> um, I don't actually know. Did we decide who we were leaving behind in the end? You haven't picked your uh, your venturing out party yet. Yeah, uh, we have not. <laughs> you can uh, save that decision for the morning if you want to. <laughs> I feel quite bad if we choose Emmerich because he doesn't have a proper character. Well, no, I think I think we I think we leave Emmerich, Emmerich behind in, de- in sort of charge. Effectively, of, of the defence side of things, and we leave Jules in charge of the um, administrative side of things. So between them, they can effectively run the place. I'm kind of tempted to leave R four behind a little bit. Yeah. Well, because our plan, the, as we as we understand it, is that we're going to go and stealth in there. We're going to all get um, get looking like orcs, or at least some of us are. Um, or Knowles and try and steal this artifact to move it across the other side. Ah, that was another thing I wanted to ask. Could Zalara transform half of us to Knowles and half to Orc? Or does it have to be all the same creature? 
Um, I will double check the spell. I believe she can pick whatever she wants. Okay, good. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, but I, I, I'm not sure quite how well R4 would do with that, but I'm not That's sure. True. I'm not sure because I, I, I guess she can transform. Well, she can um, make a robot look like what she wants, but he'll still walk and talk and act like an android. <laughs> yeah, as far as I can read, you can you can customize each person if you wish. That is cool. That so, is really cool. That is, I mean, that's incredibly powerful. It's a very good spell. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I, 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 we'll, we'll talk about it in the morning when we're um, let's yeah, let's enjoy the evening and we'll um, you know, if, if we're going to take our four or leave him, it doesn't really make many odds to him. I kind of don't want to leave him, but I also don't want him to be a hindrance. <laughs> don't tell him that. Well, no, I mean, you know, it's it's like when I stealth forward. If I bring Rogar with me, it's not a great idea. <laughs> no, no it, it's really not. <laughs> if I didn't have to come, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you tell Karnak that. I could just let uh, you guys do it. What? Well, you, well to, 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 to the actual task at hand, maybe. I could just leave well, you guys with Karnak. You could do. But he doesn't want us. I don't think he wants us, or he's particularly fussed about us. He might kill us on the way, but then he'll be after you. And no one will have your back. Potato, potato. <laughs> Who calls it a potato? I don't know. She's got a point. <laughs> it, just seemed, it just seemed like it fit. <laughs> it does. I, I don't know. It, it is a thing people say. It's a phrase, but it's one yeah. of those phrases like, who says potato? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's just call the whole thing off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's a it's a, a an evening of recovery as you guys have a bit of fun, blow off some steam, hang out with your uh, citizens, christen the new bar, and have a good old time. Start to discuss all these plans for tomorrow, and tomorrow you will set off in the morning to make your way to the Shimmering River Camp and just see what's going on over there. It's a few days of trek across the plains. And, well, before then, you need to get a good nice rest. So, as you uh, don't get too drunk, <laughs> you, uh, turn in for the, you turn in for the night in your uh, castle. And as you're doing so, Rogar. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you begin to dream. And we'll find out just what you're dreaming next week. Oh, harsh. Rogar has blue mm. balls now. Well, he always did. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> uh, well, that's our episode. Bit of a shorter one today, but, uh, you know, punchy. We got a few things done. <laughs> yep, now we just um... need to do our shopping episode. Yeah. <laughs> we might do that off pod and just list off what we bought. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you guys listening to us um and ah for like half an hour <laughs> over everything. Yes. Well, well. I mean, I hope you guys had fun tonight. We, uh, you know, a bit, uh, bit more relaxed session, maybe. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, it's, it's it's quite nice to have a little bit of downtime, a little bit of um time to to pause between fighting for our lives. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of role play, a little bit of fun, and hey, you named a bar. That's always nice. Yes, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean. I hope everyone listening at home enjoyed as well. That was Gunpowder, Trees, and No Plot. If you want to uh, get more content from us, go check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gtmp. 
if you want to chat with us just generally, we're on Twitter. I am there as at Trees and No. My players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. And if you need more lore and goodies and things like that, we have our WordPress website and our Facebook group, both as Gunpowder, Trees and No Plot. And I will hand you over to my co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. I'm going to take you to somewhere else in this world and uh, going to talk about our, fen- our friend that we've seen multiple times dressed all in black and this time we see him with a black bat and he's stood on a rooftop watching people walk down the street is it them who have abandoned him or is it somebody else i've been james Winkle. and as usual if you'd like to hear more from me i'm afraid that you can't but uh we'll move on to tommy's next weapon in his big book of things i like to give you uh, yeah, so uh, we are up to R, which I think might be my favourite letter in this list, because R is for, it's going to be one or two things in it, R is for rapier. Yeah, <laughs> or the uh, the old special uh, Steve Schlong stabber, as I like to call it. <laughs> yeah, I do love my rapier. Uh, you know, my specific one, Masterwork Plus 2, but they come in all shapes and sizes as long as they're slender and stabby and of a fancy uh fancy hilt to protect your hand a little bit you know people like their broadswords people like their long swords people like their bastard swords yeah they're all fine people like their katanas you know all these uh all these fancy swords but a very slim sharp spike and you know a decent thrust behind it you can do a lot of damage with it i've cut out monsters throats with it i've and I will just reiterate, stab someone in the dick a lot of times with it. Um, I've gouged eyes out, you know. It's it's a thinking man's weapon, as it were. You know, you can't just wail on someone and carve them in two with it. You're going to just break your fucking sword. Now you've got to think about it. You've got to aim right, and you've got to jab it just in the right spot to kill him. Fucking love it. I'll give that, well, fucking, it's got to be five daggers up, hasn't it? Because let's be honest. It's the best weapon on the list. Really? Yep. Sounds nice <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> oh, fair enough. Today's episode has been brought to you by the letter R. And I was going to do Roper, and then I realised literally two minutes ago that I did that last time for fucking R. So instead, today is a rust monster. The Rossmonster's body is covered in thick, lumpy armour and its long tail ends in a bony protrusion and has two feather antennae spelt from its insectile head. Most dwarves would rather face a squad of orcs than confront a single rust monster. These strange, normally docile creatures corrode ferrous metals then gobble up the rust they create. In doing so, they have ruined the armour, shields and weapons of countless adventurers. That doesn't sound like fun. Uh, rust rust monsters are amazing. They are the bane of low-level parties because they <laughs> destroy all your gear. <laughs> oh, We're not a low-level party anymore, are we? Can you imagine, though? You, you, wait, even like a mid-level, well, a mid-level party, if you just got something that you really like that's just made of metal. Jeez, mm. yeah. can you imagine losing that late? Don't remind Cooks of that. That's awful. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, I do actually have a joke this week. I forgot to mention earlier, so I'll do it now. Um, thank you to Skeletor, who is uh, one of our patrons, actually. Um, 
So yeah, uh, warrior, I swear I will have revenge for the death of my brother. Elf, you have my bow, dwarf, and my axe. Necromancer, and your brother. (laughs) 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 There you go. Yeah, shout out to Skeletor. (laughs) Awesome. So, well, I hope everyone listening enjoyed, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Yep. Can anyone hear us? Can anyone hear us? I'm trapped in this bumper. We're both trapped in this bumper. Oh no, how do we we end up in here? Well, how do we escape? Okay, look, maybe if we send everyone to necropoticon.com, we can escape. But not just that. What what if we send them to the Discord as well? Yes, that's great. You have to go to the website, which is www.necropoticon.com. And you'll find a Discord on there. And if you want, I guess, if if you've got time while releasing us, you could play games and chat with the people from the various podcasts you've been listening to. You can read all the cast and crew profiles. You can be part of special events. In fact, we're missing out on that by being trapped in this bumper. Help free us from this bumper and we'll see you over at www.necropoticon.com. We are in mortal pain. If you do not, please, we suffer in this bumper. Save us. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.